Amen, 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 amen. Well, allow me a few minutes this morning to continue ministering along the lines that I have been ministering on the last few Sunday mornings. And we've been talking about the Holy Ghost. How many know the Holy Spirit's real? And uh, in fact, Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, I can't send him to you. So Jesus said, he's not just going to be with you. He's going to be in you, the Holy Spirit. And we know that's talking about the new birth. And uh, so we also need to understand that there's another another part to that. There's a uh, another side to that, and that's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And so we want to continue talking about that this morning because, listen, I was in Shreveport, and I've done talked about this message two Sundays in a row, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me sitting in the service that I want you to continue ministering on that particular subject. And so uh, there must be a purpose for it because I know it's one that revolutionized my life and changed my life. And uh, talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, we want to go to Philippians. The Holy Ghost brought me here this morning into this passage. I didn't have it in my notes, but when I got here this morning, the Holy Ghost kind of took me to Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to read in verse 17. We're going to start reading in verse 17. And uh, it says, Brethren, join in following my example. And note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Verse 20, it says, For our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. Verse 20 in the Amplified Bible says, But we are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven. And from it also we are earnest, we earnest, earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as Savior. So the Bible tells us we have a citizenship that's not just in this country or on this earth. And a citizen, let me read what a citizen is. Most of you know what a citizen is because you are a citizen. And it says this, the native of a city are an inhabitant who enjoys the freedom and privileges of the city in which he uh, resides, the free man of a city. Let let me read that again. The native of a city or inhabitant who enjoys the freedom and privileges of the city in which he resides. What did it say was a resident, a citizen of? Heaven. Heaven. We're to be enjoying the privileges and the freedoms that heaven offers even though we're on the planet Earth. If the, and it says in the Noah Webster's, it said this at the end of that, what citizen was. It said this, if the citizens of the United States, if the citizens of the United States should not be free and happy, the fault will be entirely their fault. That was in a dictionary. Amen. Boy, you can almost hear a pin drop in here. Should I read it again? It said, if the citizens of the United States should not be free and happy, the fault will be entirely their fault. You said, well, it ain't my fault. Well, what are you doing to change it? God don't want people miserable. Why do you think Jesus came to give you what? Life and give it to you what? In abundance. Till it what? 
overflows. That's a good lie. Did you know, it, it, what, it, he, listen to what Jesus, he wasn't basing that upon the things we have or don't have. He was basing it upon our relationship we had with him. And I'm telling him, he said, I'll give you a joy that the world don't understand. I'll give you a peace that'll pass your understanding. And so we are a citizenship of heaven. Citizenship, the state of being vested with the rights and privileges of a citizen. And so, did it, who did it say was a citizenship, our citizenship was at? Heaven. In heaven. Look at Mark. Look at Mark. Thank God I'm a citizen of heaven. How many citizens of heaven do we have here? And I tell you what, I, I like laying claims to the privileges that gives me more than I lay claims to the privileges the United States gives me. Amen? Because what he has is eternal. Now, Jesus said this in Mark 16, 15. See, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There's a reason I read that being a citizen. Y'all find out here in just a second. And go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. <clears throat> These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Is there any demons around? I'm telling you, we've got to be ready, willing to cast out a devil. Y'all here? Praise God. Demons don't have authority over Jesus. And don't let them think they do. And that's when I read that on my, my page when it come on and says, demons are gnawing at my soul. I tell you what, they understood there's something in darkness in that. There's darkness in that, and that's just one of many that the demons are gnawing at their soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And also, here's what he said, they will speak with new tongues. What did he say? Everybody say this with me. He, this is what Jesus said, they will speak with new tongues. Is that what he said? Did you know... We have a language here in the United States. You go to different countries, they have a language, right? You go to Africa, Mexico, Brazil, all, all these countries, they have a language. They have a language. Should heaven have a language? I said, should heaven have a language? That's what Jesus is trying to tell us. You will speak new tongues. Why? Because you're going to become a citizen of heaven and you're going to have a new language if you so choose or desire it. A lot of people don't desire the new language. But Jesus said they will speak with new tongues. And who, who can speak with new tongues? Those who believe in Him. Is that what it said? Those who believe in Him will speak with new tongues. Everybody say it. They will speak with new tongues. Did you know when it says they will, that means they will. You said, but I don't. Well, that don't mean you can't. Huh? So it don't bother me. Some people freak out when another language is being talked. Man, I walk places all the time because we have, we have multi-cultures in the United States of America. Do you know that? You go to the nail shops now, you're probably going to have a Vietnamese. Does it freak you out if they start talking, oh my God, you can't do my toes? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh my God, she can't sing up here. We don't understand that. It didn't freak nobody out in here, did it? Did you get freaked out over them singing in Spanish? I enjoyed it. 
Didn't understand it, but I understood it. But I did understand this. There was anointing behind it, and they was worshiping God. I knew that. Huh? I went in the subway before where foreigners owned it, and I walked in there, and they was talking on the phone to somebody in their country, and I couldn't understand a word they say. I didn't say, Linda, we cannot eat here. Because I don't know what they just said on that phone. But see, if there's a language that it, the different countries and different uh, nations, and then God says, we have a citizenship in heaven, and I'm going to give you a new tongue. Ought not we want, should want it? Ought not we should want it? We should want it. You know what's so unique, unique about this new language? You don't have to have, go to school to learn it. You don't have to get a book to learn it. You don't have to spend hours at night trying to figure out what it means. Huh? And so the Holy Ghost wants his church to know there is a promise that has been given to the church that many are not tapping into it or receiving it because, first of all, they got a block in their mind. They got a block in their mind. So they think, well, you know, I don't understand this and I can go to heaven without speaking in tongues. I can go to heaven without that language. And you can. If you're born again, you can go to heaven. But you might as well get the language of heaven while you're on the earth because you ain't supposed to go today. In Jesus' name, you're not. So you might as well have some kind of a language that you can have a direct contact with God. Man, this language is, is not to your fellow man. It's not to the person next to you. It's not something you can sit around the dinner table and talk to each other in. Me and my wife's been praying in tongues many times. We've never sit at home and, and go, she ta da da ba sa ha ha And she go, I'm on the head to gisi bato. And I say, ah, and I say, oh, yes. No, it's something we have. That's our heavenly language. And what some people call it the spirit language. Because that's what it is. In Acts, look in Acts. Chapter 1. I've done read some of these scriptures. But I'm telling you, this is not something we make light of. This is, this is something that Jesus, you'll see what Jesus said. Some of you hadn't been here in the last couple of uh, messages, and you gotta hear it. You can't, you can't come here and shut it off and say, well, I don't wanna hear nothing about that. Well, you're gonna deprive yourself of one of the greatest gifts God gave to the church. Huh? It'd be like me having you a brand new car sitting in my house with your name on. I call you up and say, I got a gift for you. I don't want to hear it, but it's the best gift I could ever give you. I don't want to hear it. Don't you want me to at least tell you? Wouldn't you even like to come look at it? Nope, I don't want to, I don't want to know nothing about it. And that's the way it is with some people with the, uh, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. They're satisfied with just the status quo. I'm happy with what I got. Listen, I, I think we are to be thriving to get more and more every day. Just like when Linda was talking about, the Scripture says much more. There's much more to God than what most people... There's more to God than what we... If we lived 120 years, we'll ever tap into. But we are to be tapping into what we can access while we're here. Amen? Because God's got so many things, good things for us. In verse 4, it says, "...and being assembled together with them," Acts 2, 4, 1, 4, it says, "...and being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which He said, You have heard from Me." For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they came together, they asked him, saying, and of course they asked him, saying, when is this going to happen? Drop down to verse 8. 
But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and unto the end of the earth. Now, verse 4. And being assembled together with them. Can y'all read that next part? Is it on the wall? And being assembled together with them, he... He what? He what? Oh, my God. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they'd be endued with power from on high. Until they received the promise that he told about in Luke chapter 24, which he told about the promise of the Holy Spirit. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. That's Grosbeck, Mahia, Kasi, Tig, all these surrounding areas, the other states and other countries. Now, a witness is this. How many has ever been to court? And they'll call different witnesses. I've only had to be a witness one time, and I don't even remember many, many, many years ago, stood up and, and about knowing some. I don't know what it was going on, but anyway, it's been so long ago, it, uh, I probably wasn't a real good witness for them. A witness is that which furnishes evidence or proof. He said, don't you leave to, and because I want to empower you to be able to give evidence and proof of my resurrection. Of the kingdom. Is anybody in church? The Holy Ghost empowers us and gives us boldness to give evidence and proof of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Is that what it says? To give evidence. Acts 2. Verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all of one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. What happened when they got all filled with the Holy Ghost? 120 people in the upper room, in one mind, in one accord, waiting for what? Why were they where? there? Because Jesus commanded them not to leave until they be filled with the Holy Ghost, until they be endued with power from on high. So all 120 was sitting there with the same purpose in mind. We're waiting on the Holy Spirit. And see, some people think because they were waiting then, we still have to wait now. But that's not true. But they waited, and after a few days, all of a sudden, this happened. All of a sudden, uh, the, the, the Spirit of God come in like a rushing mighty wind, and, and the, the, it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared them to them divided tongues as a fire, and one set upon each of them. Listen, remember he said he'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire? What showed up there? Fire. Fire. And I'm telling you something. They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, let me ask you, I've been making this question because I've, I've been told over the years that I've been a pastor talking to people, they said, well, they, I, I've always heard tongues, that tongue stuff was of the devil. Well, now, let me ask you a question. Where did, this, that, where did the Bible say this came from? Where did it come from? Where? Well, I'll tell you what, the devil does not reside in heaven no more. At last, last count I got, he got booted out. He lost his place. In heaven. 
This came from heaven. Why? Because God says you will speak with new tongues if you believe. And they believed in Jesus. They were born again. And all of a sudden, they're in that upper room. And all of a sudden, cloven tongues as a fire set upon each and every one of them. And they all began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, some people, they get a mind block when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Ghost because they heard all kinds of crazy stuff in the past that it's not, that this is not of God, this is of the devil and everything else. Well, listen to me, it's not. It's not, and it's not something to get freaked out about. It's not something to get all nervous about. One thing about it, we're not going to jump on top of you and start beating you on your head and saying, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost, you need to pray in the Holy Ghost. And, the Holy, and you know, so here's something else, the Holy Ghost won't force you to have that baptism. Huh? But you have to get a desire for the baptism. You gotta, you gotta want the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Now I wanted to get, how many wanted to get saved? Raise your hand if you wanted to get saved. And you got saved. Cause you wanted to. Well you've gotta want to just as much to be the, baptized in the Holy Spirit as you was saved. You gotta want it. To have it. And you gotta want it bad. Huh? So he said all of them began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them. Other. What, what, what just happened there? They got their, their heaven language. Their citizenship was in heaven, so they might as well have the language of heaven. Come on now, is this making sense to anybody? In 1 Corinthians, I got some good stuff to say, and I hope I, I, hope I don't keep you past 3 o'clock. Some of y'all already turned your ear off right now. Just keep your own. If I see you're paying attention, I'll quit pretty quick. 1 Corinthians 14. I'm going to start with verse 1. It says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mystery. Now, Paul is talking about what happened to them in the upper room. Paul was not in the upper room. Saul was not in the upper room. He did. He got his baptism in the Holy Ghost being in Damascus when Ananias came and laid hands on him because God says he's praying, you go lay your hands on him, you go pray for Saul, and he's going to uh, have his eyesight back, and he's going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what happened in Acts chapter 9. You can go read it later. But Paul, writing this, he said, listen, when you speak in a tongue, you are not speaking to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries or hidden things or hidden truths. Did you know there's things you can learn and get from God by praying in the Holy Ghost that you will not get without doing it? There's hidden truths in that. And listen, we don't need to shun this. We need to run for it. It says, He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men, but he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So the Bible says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. That word should better be, uh, in, in, in what our understanding should be, is like being charged. It's like charging a battery. It says, You can be charged up. When you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're charging your battery. You're being charged up. You're being, you're literally receiving power into your life. 
Amen. I, how many's got a battery charger at home? And you got a battery charger. Well, you got a, everybody's got a phone charger. Ain't nobody ain't got one or two or three of them. You got them in your car. You got them in your bedroom. You got them on your kitchen cabinet. You got them. All you got to do is just find that power. They've even got them now that if somebody's got the right phones, you can lay your phone on theirs. That's right. There's good right there. Because if that phone can produce power into somebody else's phone, the power and the charge you have in you can produce power and a charge in somebody else's life if they just get in your presence and get around you and enable you to minister to them. Huh? But I found this out. I got a battery charge, and I, I had to hook it onto a battery the other day, and, and uh, I had it plugged in there. And I did, but, you know, I had it sitting there, and I had the plugs on there and all. But, you know, that I could have done all that, but it wouldn't do absolutely no good if I did not plug it into the power source. Well, I got the battery hooked up. I got the cables. Yes, yeah, positive or negative. It's all, it ain't working. And all of a sudden, you look around and say, oh, I got to plug it into the power. So you've got to plug into the power. The power. Isn't that what Jesus said? You'll see power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Hallelujah. He said, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So that means to build himself up or to charge himself up. So we have the ability to pray in another tongue and be charged. Verse 14 of that same chapter says, For if I pray in a tongue, Paul, Paul's writing this, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I pray in the spirit, my, uh, my, my, my spirit prays. What prays? Your spirit. But my understanding is unfruitful. Non-productive. Notice what it said in verse 14. Amplified says, verse 14, it says, For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me. Praise, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Listen to me. Rusty Martin always says this bypass surgery. It comes right out of your heart and bypasses your mind. It means the Holy Ghost takes to hold together with you to help you in the spirit of praying. And when you're praying in, a, in an unknown tongue, the Bible says it bypasses your mind. Remember, I, I, I read that from that book the other day, uh, Trina Hankins, that he talked about somebody had put some kind of thing on somebody's brain and stuff that praying in the Holy Ghost. A pastor led him. It's, uh, I'm making it real short, condensed. But the pastor led him put this uh, deal on his mind, and they wanted to see the effects that praying in tongues had uh, on their brain and on their body. And uh, next thing you know, we understood all the benefits of praying in tongues, what it released in your body, and I, I can't remember it all, and, and Teresa done forgot the words too. So, But anyway, they said this, they said when a certain person was praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit, and, and, and they, were, they were really involved in praying in the Holy Spirit, there was absolutely no activity of their brain involved. Coming out of your spirit. Why? Because I pray by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine? Have you ever, listen, I can, when I pray, I always start out praying in the Holy Ghost. Always praying in the Holy Ghost. Always praying in the Holy Ghost. I pray more in the Holy Ghost than I pray in English. I, I just want you to know I've told you that thousands of times because I do. But the thing about it is, my daughter-in-law just told me the same thing the other day. She said she prays a whole lot more in tongues than she does in the, in the, in English. And, uh, because listen to me, you, praying in the Holy Ghost has a direct line to God. You're not talking to men. So I don't worry if you can understand me or not because you can't. Huh? 
but God does. Man. God wants you to have the language of heaven. So you can build yourself up. Jude says this, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Jude verse 20. Praying and building yourself up. Amplified says rise higher and higher as an edifice. It's like a structure being built up. And he said when you're praying in the Holy Ghost and you're praying in tongues, and listen to me, uh, listen, this is real stuff. This is not something that I came up with. We was just in a whole auditorium with over 1,200 people, and every single one of them was nearly everybody. I know everybody around us was praying in tongues because they did. And I'm telling you that this is not isolated. It's something I'm trying to pull out. Jesus has been trying to teach us this and get this into us for over 2,000 years into the church to give them a heavenly language that they could have direct contact with God where, bless God, the devil cannot interfere. He can't interfere or stop what he does not know. Remember, how many, I asked this question the other day, how many's watched the movie Wind Talkers? It's a movie, it's a, uh, it's a war movie, and I, I've been trying to find it again, can't find it. But the thing about it is, they were code talkers. A true story, code talkers, that the Navajo Indian language, when the, in the World War II, when the Japanese was intercepting all the communications of the United States and, and uh, literally uh, t- being in ambush to everything they did, and they were stopping the forward motion of the United States and such uh, in, in the process of the war, uh, all of a sudden they said, we got to figure out something that we can uh, uh, decode this where they can't understand. So they enlisted, I think they were like 29... Uh, maybe 17 or 29 uh, Navajo Indians, and they taught them, and the code language, their, their language, there was no language like it. No language like it. So when they started doing the codes in, in Navajo, in the Indian language, the Japanese could not decode. The Bible, uh, or, the, or the story, if you ever read that story, go look at the code talker, they could not decode it. They could not figure out what they were saying, so they could not stop what the United States was doing or what they were about to do because of the Navajo language. I'm telling you, you have a heavenly language. It's called uh, speaking in other tongues. And I'm telling you, when you're praying in tongues, the devil, the enemy cannot decode it. He cannot stop it. He can't stand up and say, now, you go over here and stop this because he don't know what you're praying. He don't know what you're... Didn't the Bible just say, we're not praying unto man, we're praying to God. I've got to at least get started on this. I know I'm not going to be able to go long in it. I'm skipping a few things. The gift of the Holy Spirit increases the saint's ability to communicate. Listen to this. This, this amazed me. I was reading this last night. This amazed I've read it before, but I re- pulled the book out and started reading it again. And uh, it says, listen to this, and this is going to help you, and I'll be closing in just a few minutes. I may have to touch more on this later. I'm going to give you something to think about. The gift of the Holy Spirit increases the saint's ability to communicate from the speed of sound to the speed of light. Wow. Say, it again. Say it again. The Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, increases the saint's ability to communicate from the speed of sound to the speed of light. Listen to this. God is light, and His Spirit is light. When we pray in tongues, we connect with God and function in His dimension of light. 
More than more can be accomplished in minutes of praying in the Spirit than can be accomplished in hours of praying with our limited natural knowledge and abilities. This is just one of the many advantages and benefits of receiving and using one's gift of the Holy Spirit. i got so many scriptures to read on just you being light. When we pray with our natural mind and language, our praying takes place at the speed of sound. But when we pray with our God-given spirit language, we pray and communicate at the speed of light. God is light. What He tell us we were? Light. We're one spirit with Him. We're the light of the world. So we're in light. Now, how many knows what the speed of sound is? 4.7 seconds a mile. The speed of sound is 4.7 seconds a mile. How many knows what the speed of light is? 186,000 miles a second. How many of those things get done a little quicker? You can get there quicker at the speed of light than you can the speed of sound. Am I right? Have you ever shot a gun and somebody hears it seconds down the road? Seconds. or no? I mean, it's, it's like that, that sound, it's just... A, but at the speed of light, you hear it instantly. Did you know when you hit the light switch, those lights just don't start to come on? Well, some, some do out there. They kind of a little slow lights out there. But, uh, but usually when you hit a light switch, as soon as you hit it, it's on. So we are light. We're connected with the God of light. And when we're praying in the Holy Ghost, I tell you what, we are praying in the light. And I'm telling you, things are hitting God instantly. Which God hears our prayers, but I'm telling you, we got to understand there's things going on in the spirit when we're praying in the spirit. Let me read a couple of scripture. I'm, I'm quick. I know, I know y'all. Listen, this is good though. John 8 12, 8, 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them, saying, I'm the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So he said, I'm the light of the world. John 12, 36 says, while you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. First Thessalonians 5, 5 says, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We're not of the night and nor of the darkness. Ephesians 5, 8 says, for you were once darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We're light. When we're praying in the Holy Ghost, we're praying in the light. I like that better at 186,000 miles per second rather than four point, every 4.7 seconds you get a mile. In Acts, I, I, I'd love to spend more. We're, we're going we're, we're, listen, I'm not going to be satisfied until every person in this church has a heavenly language. And you ought not be satisfied till you are either. It's 12.09 for anybody that's wanting to look at your watch and don't want me to see you. <laughs> but I got two more scriptures I, I want to say real quick. I wouldn't been ugly, I'd just been nice. There's been many times I've been sitting somewhere one looking at my watch so bad and try to catch the preacher looking the other way. <laughs> I reap what my soul, I'm going to watch y'all. <laughs> Had a clock here and a clock there. 
Verse 38, chapter 238 of Acts says this. Verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. Peter preached what, what had just happened in the upper room. And when they were cut to the heart, said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. In other words, he says, You need to be born again. And let every one of you be received the gift of the Holy Spirit, which we've been talking about, what just happened to him. And what he says in verse 39, For the promise is to you. For the promise is to you. And to your children. And to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. That's you and me. That's our children after us. That's our grandchildren after us. That's our great-great-grandchildren after us and great-great-great-great-grandchildren. In other words, it don't matter how far, as long as there's people on earth, this is a promise made to every single one of us that we can have a heavenly language, that we can communicate with God, that we can build ourselves up, we can charge our spirits, we can charge ourselves up, that we can pray in line with the Word of God. And if you read Romans chapter 8, verse 26, for when we know not what to pray for we all, the Holy Spirit Himself will make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uh, uh, spoken in articulate speech or in our natural language. Language, and he takes hold together with us praying the perfect will of God when we pray. Now, it's not hard to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I was reading Norval Hayes' book uh, on uh, why tongues when he said, he said when he, it took him a year to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He says, no, it's because of mind block. He said he kept reading it and the Holy Ghost told him, go back and read it again. He said that he finally figured out it said he, that it says as the Spirit gave utterance. He was waiting on a supernatural something to fall upon him and all of a sudden take control of his tongue and just start speaking. Well, it don't happen that way. He says he'll give you the language, but you have to speak it out. And here's what happens many times. Our mind blocks it because we can't make sense of it. Why? Well, if we could make sense of it, we'd know what we're saying. Let me read. Let me read a couple of more scriptures, and then I'll just I'll, then I'll just want to share real quick. Luke eleven, thirteen, says this. Luke eleven thirteen. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you're getting something out of this this morning. I've been talking about this for a while because I, I'm, I'm I really want to see you baptized in the Holy Spirit. For if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, how much more, there it is, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who do what? Those who do what? You have to ask. You have to be the asker. You have to ask. You can live your whole life, get born again, accept Jesus Christ in your heart and your life, and you can go to heaven. And when you get to heaven, you're going to realize God had given you a promise that could have changed a lot of things in your life if you would have used it. Huh? I can tell you right now, I've had things change in my life by praying in the Holy Ghost. I've been able to pray for things, situations that I knew nothing about, and God revealed to me what I was praying, and that was actually what was going on. I believe we stop things praying in the Holy Spirit, stop things from taking place, even when we don't know what we're praying. Acts chapter 19 says this, Verse 1, it happened while Apollos, verse 1, it says that it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, 
We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. In other words, they were born again. They knew Jesus. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with, uh, with a, a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that you should believe on him of whom would come after him, that is on Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. That's when they were born again, actually. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now listen. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, first of all, you have to desire it. You know, sometimes we, we try to, we pray for people and we just try to coax them. We try to, uh, to do this and do that and do all kinds of stuff. And we could be here all day long and all night. I mean, it took me several days to get, I know Norval Hayes saw it for over a year. And, uh, he, it's because he had a mental block. You gotta understand, it's because he had a mental block. He didn't understand what God was gonna do. And so come sometimes our, our mind gets involved and that's what hinders us from actually being baptized in the Holy Spirit. But the Bible says if we'd ask God for the Holy Spirit, He would give it to us. And uh, He's talking to born and get people when they're born again. And then He says they laid hands on them. So I, you don't, listen to me, I want you to tell, I don't have to lay hands on you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You don't have to have nobody lay hands on you. Now they laid hands on them, but others they didn't have nobody lay hands on them, but yet they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. There's probably people in here. You might have just been at home, just just talking to God. And all of a sudden you ask God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And all of a sudden you just begin to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gives you utterance. Now, I heard an old story about a guy that had this young man. They said, this this person, he said, uh, every, every, everybody that goes to him to get baptized in the Holy Ghost always gets the Holy Spirit. And that old man, the young man went to him and he said, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, I've got a spot up in the mountains that every time I get them people to that spot, they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, every single one of them, every single time, without fail. And so they said they took off up the mountain and they started walking. Anybody ever walked up a mountain? Pretty tough sometimes. Walking up the mountain, find that young man said, are we here yet? He said, no, we're not here yet. And so they kept walking up the mountain, walking up the mountain. They said, are are we here yet? They said, hey, we're not here yet. They kept walking up the mountain, walking up the mountain, and said, well, are we here yet? He said, we're not here yet. And finally, a little bit what long, that young man said, I tell you what, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost right here. And he said, that's the spot. <laughs> that's the place. It's when you get to the place, this is when I'm going to get it. Huh? Amen? Because I tell you that a lot of people get frustrated and, and you, you, we have them pray and we're saying, well, pray in tongues, pray in tongues. And, and, and there's stammering of lips, there's syllables, there's sounds, there, there's words that, that come out when you're, when you're uh, doing this. And, and listen to me, you, you got to understand when you were seeking the Holy Spirit, you're not trying to say, well, I'm going to get a, you may get a fluent language. I got a fluent language when I first baptized in the Holy Spirit and then it reduced down to about one or two words. And I just kept saying, I, the devil, like, just I, I, when I was reading Norval Hayes' book, I'm telling you, the same thing he went through, I went through, because the whole time you're saying the devil said, that's not, that's not the Holy Ghost, that's a bunch of gibberish, that's a bunch of murmuring, that's a bunch of junk, you don't know what you're saying. He said he just raised his hand, thank you, Lord, for baptizing me in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for baptizing me in the Holy Spirit. And he'd speak those words, he'd speak those words, he'd speak those words, and he, of course he baptized. I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit for many, 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 many years, and uh, 30 some odd years. And uh, I tell you what, I pray in the Holy Ghost every single day of my life. And I will pray in the Holy Ghost for the rest of my life. 
I pray every day. I get up in the mornings praying in the Holy Ghost. I drive down the road praying in the Holy Ghost. I walk through the supermarket praying in the Holy Ghost. I walk around this church praying in the Holy Ghost. Everywhere I go, I pray in the Holy Ghost. In fact, there's been a few places I was praying in tongues where Linda was across the store saying, Randy, you're loud. You know why? Because I believe that every time I pray in the Holy Ghost, I am bypassing some things and going straight to the ear of God, praying the perfect will of God for that individual, and the devil cannot stop what I'm praying. Now, he can understand your English or your native tongue, but he cannot understand the power of the language that God gives you in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So I'm going to ask you if you would like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I'll pray for you. You don't have to have me pray for you. You can receive the baptism at home. You can just ask God to fill you. You can seek God that way. Because I'm telling you something, you've got to decide I'm going to do it and you're not going to let your head get in the way. Because if you come up here and you're going to battle your mind, we're all going to be battling your mind and we'll be sitting here for the rest of the day. But the thing about it is, and I'm not trying to discourage nobody, I'm just trying to let you know that you've got to decide this is the place, this is it. I'm going to get baptized in the Holy Ghost right here. I told you the story uh, about a guy I prayed for one time at, uh, when we was at Living Word Church, and he came up, he was on our board at that time, and, and uh, Andy Anderson's his name, he's in that 80, 80s right now. And, and uh, I told him, because, uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I've always prayed for people that got baptism in the Holy Ghost, and I told him, I never pray for anybody that don't get baptism in the Holy Ghost. He said, well, I'm going to be the first. So he already made that statement. So he left the church. He worked in Houston, drove back and forth every day from Houston. And one day he came driving into the driveway where I was at. And he said, I just want you to know, on my way from work today, I started speaking in tongues, and I just couldn't stop. Now, you do have control over that. I don't know what the Holy Ghost grabbed a hold of him was. But anyway, I can stop and start any time. And, uh, but he said, I wouldn't even stop to eat because I didn't know if I could speak in English when I went up to the, uh, get a sandwich. And uh, so he's been praying in tongues ever since and actually called the house the other day after many years of, of seeing him still serving God, still in church, still, still honoring God today. And uh, I'm telling you, God is good. And that language, that promise is to every single person on the planet, every person. But you have to want it and you have to desire it. Amen. Can you go to heaven without it? Yes, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Not if you don't. You're not even going to make heaven if you don't know Jesus. You're not born again, you're not going to heaven. I'm sorry. But the thing about it is, everybody, bow your heads with me real quick. I know it's 20 after 12. But if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior and you'd like to be born again, raise your hand. I'd like to pray for you. Anybody would like to be born again. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody's born again. Would anybody like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? If you would, we'd love to pray for you. If you need more time to think about this, Listen, I'm going to be preaching on this for a while. I'm Maybe not tongues, but the Holy Ghost, who the Holy Ghost is. But God wants you. You're defined by books. We have them on Why Tongues by Kenneth E. Hagin, Norval Hayes. I've got a book sitting on my desk right now, 70 Reasons Why You Should Speak in Tongues. 70 Reasons You Should Speak in Tongues. Isn't God good? Well, I'm believing every single person in here, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're going to be. I hope I'm wetting your appetite. That's what I pray I'm doing is wetting your appetite. Don't settle for and say, well, maybe I'm not supposed to have it. No, you're supposed to have it. You're supposed to have it. 
God wants you to have it. In fact, when Paul in Acts, when it says this promises you, your children to, uh, and to your children's children to many for all, he was talking to those 3,000 people that just got saved, that he just gave the testimony of what happened in the upper room. He said, it's to you. And do you know all the people they ministered to were baptized in the Holy Ghost? Most of them. So praise God, it's for you. Say it's for me. But you got a desire. Amen. There's a cafeteria somewhere out here today or that sits for you and something on that menu is for you and you're going to order it and you're going to eat it. I hope you like it. Well, I tell you what, this right here is on the menu. It's in the promise book. So you might as well go ahead and lay hold of it. You might as well get in the light and pray in the light. Huh? I tell you what, traveling at the speed of light, it goes past the devil so quick. He said, what was that? Huh? You might can catch it if it's traveling at four point. Well, I don't know. That's pretty fast. 4.7 seconds a mile. Can't run that fast. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the promise of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you gave him to us as a promise. You gave us a language that, that no man knows that we can speak our language from which we have our citizenship, and that's heaven. God, I pray for a hunger in every single one of us, those that are baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues, to pray in tongues more, to be charged every day, to be built up every day, God, and to pray in the perfect line with the will of God praying for their spouses, praying for their children, praying for their finances, praying for their jobs, praying in the Holy Ghost, the perfect will of God, the hidden mysteries, the true hidden truths. Oh, we thank you, Father God, for this word that came forth today. Seal it in our hearts. Let us think about it day in and day out, knowing that we do not want a promise that you have made to us Go unreceived by us. We love you for it and we thank you for it. We give you glory. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Is God good or what? Hallelujah.